fellow humans and other groovy entities who may be tuning in from elsewhere throughout the cosmos. Welcome to episode number two of the Frankie 411 podcast, where I, your humble hostess, Haley Overseth, clue you in on the kind of conversations that I have been having with my higher self, Frankie. Uh, So lately, Frankie and I have been very, we're very into the paranormal investigation uh, world right now. Not that I have a paranormal investigation that I'm currently taking part in. Not that I don't want to be. I certainly would love it. Uh, But currently we're just consuming other people's paranormal investigative whatnots. Um, So I've been rewatching Hellier, which is on, I think it's, is it on Amazon Prime? I think. I think it's on YouTube also. Um, Great series. That's one of the paranormal series that I'm revisiting again. I just so love, hmm. I mean, I love the idea of paranormal investigations of haunted places and, you know, the whole ghosts, ghosts, ghoulies, whatever you want to call them. I love the whole hellier goblin angle, you know, cave creatures. The idea of, I mean, there's got to be something in the caves, right? We can't know all the things that are in the caves. I would love to do that too. I'd love to just, I would love to talk to like people from the old coal mining days and talk to them about the weird shit that I bet happened in coal mines. Tell me about the Tommy knockers. Tell me about the the fairies and the ghosts and the entities that lived in the caves. I want to know. But anyway, yeah. Watching a lot of uh, the Watcher series on YouTube. Ryan Bergara. Shane Midday, the BuzzFeed dudes, love that shit. What else? There was another one. Oh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. I love paranormal stuff, weird things, unexplained things, UFO, alien things, caught on camera, caught on CCT, whatever, caught on dash cams, just weird things. If you find any weird thing... On the YouTube video that has been caught on a camera, a trail cam, whatever, that looks like a Bigfoot or a cryptid or magic happening, I don't care what it is, send it to frankie411pod at gmail.com. I want to watch those videos. I like, in the paranormal investigation realm, I really just enjoy the idea of sort of following a mystery and watching it unfold. Because, you know... Like ghost haunting sort of paranormal investigation, for example. There's another one that I like on the YouTube. Who is it? He was on Watcher. Garrett starts with a W. I can't remember. Is it Garrett Watts? I can't remember. He's on Watcher. He does some videos and stuff on the YouTube. He's good stuff too. And I don't know. I love the idea of spirits and and entities sort of haunting different locations, whether it's a house or a graveyard or an old hospital or old, you know, whatever kind of building. But I do kind of, I have, I have questions. I wonder is, I mean, I guess I kind of think that there's a possibility of all things being all things. All truths are true to every individual. So, and anything is possible. But I like to kind of ponder and think about what, what hauntings or ghosts actually are. 
I'm sure that, you know, if all things are possible, then in some dimension and in somebody's reality, ghosts have to be spirits of individual humans that have passed. But then I also wonder, in certain places, is there... I don't like the idea of a, of a demonic entity necessarily. I don't I don't subscribe to the sort of Christian categorization of energies in the sort of good, bad, evil, whatever sort of categories like that. But I do wonder about maybe the idea of like fairies or fey folk, you know, sort of elemental energies that exist in the same space that we exist in, but maybe at a a frequency or vibration that we're not able to, you know, see them or hear them always. But maybe some places that are quote unquote haunted may be haunted because there's some other, there's some other layer of reality that exists there that for whatever reason is able to interact with our three dimensional human density And that's the thing, too, with with demons, the idea of demons. How do I want to say? There, you know, demons in Christianity, a a lot of those entities were originally other pagan religions' gods. You know, the, the evilness assigned to demon entities as per Christianity does not agree with every other culture, you know. So so you can't say for sure that an energy or an entity that might be haunting, quote-unquote, or inhabiting a space is a demon. And if it is, you know, something that you might classify as a demon or some entity or energy you would classify as a demon or evil, doesn't necessarily mean that it actually is or that it self-identifies that way. Yes, these are the thoughts that I like to have. These are the conversations I have with Frankie. Demons are just trying to exist too. You know? I mean, I'm kind of... My sister and I always joke that I'm the Walter and she's the dude in our, you know, Big Lebowski relationship. I don't know who Donnie is. I'm going to say my older brother then. He's Donnie. But I'm the one who's like, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. I am an asshole. I'm not going to say I'm not. I can be an asshole. I can be a bitch. And maybe to some degree, I could be labeled as a demon based on some of my behaviors. Does that mean I self-identify that way? Not necessarily. It doesn't mean I necessarily don't. I like my darkness. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy the idea of being a spooky bitch. And having people look at me a little sideways and be slightly put off by my energy. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend I don't enjoy that. I do. Oh, I think I got a little bit lost here, Frankie. Where were we? Talking about pagan gods, demons. Yes, those things. Also, hauntings. I do also like thinking about the idea of how does human consciousness in general affect quote-unquote haunted places or you know, paranormal activity. Cause I, you know, one of the things I think about, for example, is, you know, haunted battlegrounds, places where there were like big civil war battles that people visit now and they say there's ghosts of soldiers or what have you. I wonder, are there actual 
you know, what people might call call or consider to be residual hauntings, like the spirit of an individual not necessarily being consciously there, but just sort of like running through the same routine that it did while it was in that space. So more like an energetic imprint or an echo of some kind. But I do also like to think about what if the energy that people have surrounding that area, the sort of emotional turmoil and just, you know, the violence and the the facing of mortality of it all because it's war. Is that space, that land, just like any other haunting or, you know, experience of of what might be ghost or paranormal activity. Does the fact that we as humans, uh, that so many people place that sort of energy or expectation onto that space, you know, whether it is a Civil War battlefield or a haunted house or whatever it is, just that there's so many people who place what we normally would call, I suppose, darker or negative emotions. I'm kind of I'm in a space with Frankie where good and bad and positive and negative are are qualifiers that we as humanity place on things. They're just perceptions. There's no, nothing is empirically good or empirically bad. It's all your perspective and how you view things and your own personal preferences. I don't know. Anyway, I wonder whether... The expectation and and the power of human consciousness placing all of those emotions on a space and saying it's haunted, weird shit happens here, it's spooky, it's creepy, it's weird. Is that space, that land, that house, that building, whatever it is, is it sort of obligated in a sense to manifest the symptoms or activities that would be considered paranormal that would cause us to call it haunted? Does human consciousness, does our belief that a place is haunted make that place haunted? Do you understand what I'm saying? Frankie gets what I'm saying. It's just a fascinating thought to me that because we know from particle physics, quantum physics, the double slit experiment, look it up on the YouTubes if you don't know what it is. It's it's easier to understand it, I think, if you watch. There's some really great... Um, graphics, computer simulation, whatever effects, I don't whatever you would call it that I don't have the skills to do. Out there on the YouTubes that illustrates very well, but basically it was a particle physics experiment. They shot particles at like a sheet basically that had two slits cut into it and then it was just a little space behind that there was a wall and they were observing the way that the particles hit the wall when it went through the slits. And when the particles hit the back wall, it didn't, like, make the random, it didn't create the kind of random pattern that was expected for the experiment. So then they placed a camera ahead of the double-slitted paper or whatever it was that they were shooting the particles at and to see what the particles were doing, to observe the particles as they went through the slits, to understand why are they making this pattern on the back wall. Once they placed that camera there, the particles, once they started shooting them through the double-slitted paper at the wall, created a different pattern. So basically the conclusion is the very act of observing reality or observing something affects its behavior. The act of placing a camera 
and at observing the particles in motion affected their behavior and what they did. So, obviously, if you're someone who's into law of attraction, Abraham Hicks and all the, you know, people who channel all the different entities that explain to us how we create our own reality, or even listen to, you know, Neville Goddard or Alan Watts, whatever, you can kind of extrapolate out that quantum physics particle physics experiment into what they the messages that they put out there that we do create our own reality the observation of reality affects reality your perceptions of reality affect reality so in the particular realm of paranormal investigation does human belief human consciousness putting together a belief structure from a lot of different people and believing that a place is haunted cause that place to be haunted like a tulpa like uh oh where's that from they talk about it on last podcast all the time a tulpa thought form entity like a slender man or the more that people think about it the more solid and real it becomes in this three-dimensional reality which again is basically the way the reality works if you listen to bashar or osiphius or a lot of the channeled extra-dimensional entities. Go look that stuff up, too. Ruben Langdon's interviews with extra-dimensionals. Go check that stuff out. But anyway, that's the thing regarding paranormal investigation that Frankie and I have been fascinated with, particularly watching Hellier because it's, you know, the way that they talk about it on Hellier is talking about it in the sense of a phenomena, kind of the way that I think a lot of I don't know. Maybe it's just my perceptions of things that are shifting. It's not it's not the phenomena. It's not the f- whatever you want to call it, whatever thread you're chasing in paranormal, whether it's a goblin investigation that turned into finding aliens and all kinds of other craziness. And, and you know, the effects of uh, the, the piezoelectric effect and the effects of geological structures and different things on different locations. Oh, now I got lost again. Hellier. Yeah, but anyway, just the idea that human consciousness, once you get into a paranormal investigation with a group of people, you're going to find things because you're looking for things. And things are going to, synchronicities will create themselves, you know, because you're looking for them. It's a very confusing thing, Frankie. I know you understand it better than I do. But those are some of the concepts or ideas that I've been playing with. The You know, we do create our own reality. So if I want to be a paranormal investigator, then I just kind of have to start following a thread of something. And then, and then investigative whatevers will come to me because that's just where my brain's at. And that's how the law of attraction works. When you think about stuff, it shows up for you. But it is fascinating to me, the idea of how much, when you're looking at the world of paranormal investigation, how much of what you're investigating is external forces at work, and how much of what you investigate or what you find is your perceptions of reality affecting the external world, more than the external world existing as the puzzle that you're trying to put together. I don't know. But anyway, Frankie and I have some more notes here on my little... (laughs) For all that conversation about consciousness and ghosts. 
What else? I love the idea of cryptids too. Bigfoot, Mothman, Dogman, like Yetis, or like Sea Serpents. Fucking love the idea of Sea Serpents, Nessie, Champ. I think there was something, a paranormal cut on camera. They had, was it in Mexico? I think there's a lake in Mexico that has a sea serpent or supposedly does. I love seeing that stuff. I do. I love seeing the weird footage of things like that too. Also send those to me, frankie411pod at gmail.com. Are there YouTube videos of, of water monsters that I haven't seen yet? Send me those. But I am fascinated and I'm interested considering how much we don't know about our own planet whether it's the depths of the oceans or, you know, remote locations, you know, islands, forests, whatever you want to think of when you think of that. We don't know all the things. We don't know everything. There's got to be stuff out there. Again, all truths are true for every individual. My truth is that there's weird shit out there. Maybe Bigfoot is an extra dimensional creature that is just blipping in and out of our three-dimensional, three third-density human existence. Not even on purpose. Maybe he's, you know, hanging out in the woods. But in his reality, it's a slightly different dimensional overlay. And he just kind of blips in and out of our reality and existence now and then on somebody's Russian dash cam or, you know, for hikers in the Pacific Northwest or wherever he happens to be at the moment. I do love that stuff, too, though. Also been super into the idea of teleportation and time slips. Uh, that's a that's more YouTube YouTube rabbit holes that I've been going down. I love I love the idea of teleportation. The way that I see it in these videos, and these probably if you look it up, you find the same ones of like there's a guy. Like, it's one of those, you know, streetlight cameras, you know, CCT cameras. There's a guy on a um, bicycle type thing with a cart behind it that he's going down the street and there's a truck coming at him and he's going to get hit by the truck. And just before he does, you can see this, like, really bright light, zap it, like, zap in, grab the guy on the bike and poof, he's gone. And then poof, he shows up like a little ways away. And when you slow it down, it looks like a figure. It fascinates me. I know that, you know... I know people like to say it's fake, and honestly, I kind of don't care if it is. I still love the idea of superhuman powers and abilities like that, that I really do believe that we all do have. We've just forgotten, and we don't know how to use it anymore, and we, you know, whatever they talk about, calcified pineal gland, whatever, you know, if that's the reason, or, or you know, it's all a belief structure, like Bashar would say. It, it only has... It's all the placebo effect. Isn't that kind of what it is? All of existence is basically a placebo effect. If you believe it is something, then that's what it is. Because it, you believe that that's what it is. And so it, that's what existence becomes. Because that's what you believe. So I'm going to go ahead and believe that there are people who can teleport and levitate. Oh my god, that's another favorite one that I have, Frankie. You know it on the YouTubes. That I think, again, is in Russia. There's a Why is all the crazy, weird, fun stuff always happening in Russia on the dash cams and whatnot? But there's another video of someone's just, like, walking on a path in some trees. I don't know if it's a park or a forest or what. 
but somewhere some ways down the path is a woman on the ground and there's like a girl levitating in the air and when they're spotted she like drops down out of the air and they take off and run away into the woods and i think that's just the funnest shit ever like a witch mom teaching her daughter how to levitate and be a witch too or some shit i don't know what it was but i think it's great and I don't care if people think it's fake or whatever. I really don't. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's real and those things happen because that is the reality I want to live in because magic is fun. And, and don't we need some fun in this life and in this world? I think we do. I think we do. We need some fun. But yeah, teleportation, time slips. I love the stories of... People who are just, you know, walking down their regular street, going to their apartment or whatever, and suddenly they're in a space that looks like it's the 1940s, and there's old cars, or like the 1800s, and there's horse-drawn carriages, and everything is like they've just walked into a, a past reality, and then they blip back into their own. I love that. I want to know about time slips that happen in the other direction, where you see something futuristic, and also, because like Bashar says, everything is here and now. Everything exists here and now. So it makes sense that you could slip into a different time because everything is here and now. It just depends on what you vibrate with. Yeah, snack on that little thought for a minute. But I love the idea of uh, any story. I, I haven't necessarily heard them. It's usually when I hear the time slip stories, it's something about going back you know, seeing yourself in a, in a space that is back in time. It's something in the past. But I do think it's interesting to think about time slips to the future. Or there's also, I do believe there's also people who claim to be from the future on the YouTubes. And those are always, you know, the thing about people who make claims, it's always difficult to sort of discern who who could be telling the truth and who's maybe got some form of mental illness that is not being treated. But then again, that's another thought and another conversation that Frankie and I have. Our mental illness is just misunderstandings of a higher level of consciousness. Are there people who we think are schizophrenic, but really they exist in multiple different levels of reality? I'm fascinated by that idea. I would love to interview... I would love to interview people who, you know, have schizophrenia or whatever, whatever other, you know, what we label as mental illness that I do wonder, are there, are there some people that they, they, they're able to exist in different realities and so that's why we think they're mentally ill because they don't spend the same amount of time in the third density physical reality that we all spend all of our time in I don't know but it's fun to think about and I like to think about fun things and Frankie and I we do we like to think about fun things we like to have conversations about interesting things isn't it fun to think about if we could all remember that we are superhuman naturally and that we could all teleport and levitate and send psychical messages to each other instead of like having to send a text message or an email. You can just zap somebody with an image of something so they get just whatever it is you're trying to tell them. Which would be super useful for me when I can't find the words for things that I'm trying to like think about. 
if I could zap to somebody's brain like this is the thing I'm asking for I can't remember what it's called what is it I imagine that that kind of that kind of ability is useful in those moments because I'm someone who definitely forgets words sometimes and I'm not really sure why that happens it's okay maybe it's because I spend more time in the fourth dimension than most humans and so sometimes human words and labels and categories escape me just a little bit that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What else? Oh, there's also this is a, there's videos on on YouTube or that paranormal caught on camera show, but there's also a lot of Instagram accounts that I follow of people who are showing telekinetic or I don't know what just various other forms of energy manipulation. People who are you know, is it hydrokinesis where they, you know, get water to move? A lot of it that I see is just sort of mostly looks like sort of the creation of wind with energy is what a lot of it looks like. Um, but it is fascinating to me, the idea that there are people who are actively practicing and accomplishing sort of various different methods of manipulating energy around them to move things whether it's you know one of the practice things i see is like it's a little piece of tin foil on a pin that they get to spin around but sometimes i've seen some things where people are able to you know psychically telekinetically whatever the appropriate terminology is like have that little tin foil it's like a little tin foil tent and they just rest it on a, the head of a pin and it can spin around but they're where they and they put some kind like a glass, you know, Beauty and the Beast, the rose in the little glass dome thing. They put that over the top so that it's not like wind or whatever that's affecting it. And they get it to move, you know, counterclockwise, clockwise. There's some videos and things like that that I've seen of people doing experiments where they're able to do that from a distance. As in like calling somebody on Zoom or some kind of FaceTime or whatever and being able to from their location to the person they're talking to, however far away they are, you know, Los Angeles to New York, whatever it is, I don't know, Timbuktu to Japan. And they're able to manipulate and get and get that piece of tinfoil to spin back and forth and move consistently and with their conscious direction from a distance. Which may initially sound crazy to some people, but they did a, a similar experiment I'd have to find it. I think it's somewhere on Gaia TV. It's another one of the quantum physics. I don't know. One of the rabbit holes I've gone down. There was an experiment done. I don't remember if it was on one of the moon expeditions where they went to the moon or if it was just going up in a in a space, uh, not a spaceship. What do you call going up in a rocket and just going around the world? Orbiting the planet. There it is. Phone. You're dinging at me and distracting me. But where they were basically sending psychic messages with cards. I don't remember if it was like a regular deck of cards or what. But basically getting someone to guess a card. And the the accuracy was very high of receiving the messages psychically while they were basically up in space. And the other person was on the ground, you know, back down on Earth. Um, 
that that they were able to do that and there was not I can't I can't remember it. I have to watch it again. But it was something about there was not a time delay like they expected that you could basically zip zap zap bang bang boom there they have the the image the message the whatever that you sent them and there is no delay based on your distance the way that there is a delay in our regular communications, you know, our regular cell phone, internet, computer, telecommunications, whatnot, there was no delay. And again, I'm just fascinated by that, you know, human consciousness and what what abilities do we have that we just don't use, that we forget that we had because we don't use them, because we're encouraged not to use them. We're encouraged to put our heads down and get a job and make babies and just live a very boring, mediocre life is what we're all encouraged to do. And I'm trying very hard not to do that. <laughs> I'm not. No, that's not. That's not true. I am. I'm not trying very hard to not do that. I'm not doing that. Um, and it's a kind of a scary, spooky thing because it's a very. Frankie, you have me in a very strange space of the unknown and I don't know what we're doing exactly. But I suppose life wouldn't be all that exciting if you always knew what was going to happen. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's my ramblings for today of what Frankie and I have been conversating about lately in our paranormal investigation enjoyment times. So I hope you've enjoyed these uh, meandering thoughts and concepts that Frankie and I have been enjoying talking about. If you would like to support more conversations with Frankie and also my Adventures of Abernathy Franklin podcast, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Abernathy Franklin. Got some links in my description for where you can go to my shop, wheresbyfrankie.com, and where I have my wares. Frankie and I be coming up with fun designs and slapping them on t-shirts and coffee mugs and whatever else we find fun. And also, I do have a link for where you can, if you're not going to subscribe to my Patreon, I, w- I won't be mad at you about it. I won't. If you do subscribe to my Patreon, I will love you forever. But you can also donate to my PayPal via the donate button in my description. But yeah, all of my stuff is in the description. I hope you've enjoyed sitting here and getting the 411 on my conversations with Frankie. So thank you for listening. Wherever you are out there, my friends, I do hope that you're doing well. And from Haley, me, and my higher self, Frankie, we love you very much. And we will catch you in another now. <laughs>